Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Get deeper insights on the news from Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. As always, I am Boyd Matheson. And if you're just joining us, we have spent the program today really looking at all of the news of the day through the lens of leadership. Uh, we have talked about uh, what's happening with South Korea. And the United States, a state visit from the president of South Korea, only the second state visit, formal state visit uh, during President Biden's administration. And the important leadership message that sends around the world uh, that South Korea, again, we've had an alliance with them for over 70 years, uh, but many are starting to question how solid is that? Will the U.S. really back South Korea if North Korea continues to rattle sabers and develop a nuclear program? If China continues to act out in the region, Japan plays into that. Uh, and so it becomes a leadership issue of how do you keep those allies and alliances working together, moving things forward. Uh, we've also talked uh, about a host of things that relate to higher education. If you missed the last segment, talking about what kind of leadership will it take uh, to really make sure we're giving students exactly what they need and that the amount that they spend produces a value uh, that is worth the time and money invested in higher education. And how do we make sure that higher education is part of the solution, uh, that they are part of bearing some of the risk uh, and the accountability for what they're delivering to students and the students that uh, that graduate and move on? Uh, we talked with Joseph Grenny from the Other Side Village and the Other Side Academy uh, tomorrow, 3 o'clock. They're breaking ground officially, the first phase of the Other Side Village, which will help those who have faced chronic homelessness, uh, who have been unsheltered for a long time, that they will have not only a roof over their head, but a community to be part of, where they will be part of the community, literally, in terms of the social enterprises that will give them an opportunity to work and develop skills and to create upward mobility in their lives. Uh, that's leadership in the community, and that has been a a big bite and a long chew for Joseph Grenny and the team there at the Other Side Village, uh, working with government, working with businesses, working with the community to show that this is a, a place uh, that is going to be rich and inviting for the community. Uh, we've also talked today about uh, President Biden's leadership on Medicare uh, and a plan that he's not really a plan. It's more of a slogan he uh, put out today in terms of a tax the rich uh, this budget uh, gimmick that will be used uh, <laughs> and doesn't solve the problem in the end. Uh, we need to have just a different kind of conversation about that. Uh, we've talked about crime uh, and the balance, the leadership balance. We've seen what uh, took place in Chicago uh, with Mayor Lightfoot not even making it to the runoff uh, because of crime primarily. There were other issues there for sure, 
Uh, but the fact that crime continued to go up in Chicago and people not feeling safe uh, was a big part of her defeat. And so how does that play out? Where's the leadership there locally in our cities, but also nationally? And how do you balance uh, all of those components? Uh, we've talked about some leadership today as it, uh, as it relates to inflation and, and what's going on with interest rates. And obviously what uh, the leader of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, uh, admitted that uh, inflation continues to go. And so they're going to keep raising interest rates. And so what does that mean? And all of this, uh, as we put it all into context, comes down to some really serious leadership opportunities and leadership liabilities. And I'm just going to say it again. When we, when we look at people who are heads of businesses uh, or heads of government uh, or in, in leading positions in government, anyone who has a leader title doesn't mean they're a leader, but we have to remember why we put them there. A business hires a leader not for the good. Anybody can lead when things are going great. Can you lead in the storm? Can you lead in difficult days and trying times? That's the test of leadership. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately... We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's part of the job. It is the job in my view. Again, anybody can lead the parade when everything's going great. It's when everything breaks loose and unravels and goes south that uh, the test of leadership really begins. Uh, and it uh, it brought me back to a, an interview I did a, a couple of years ago uh, with Mark Johnson. And uh, Mark, of course, is the co-founder and senior partner of InnoSight, uh, strategic innovation consulting and investing company. Uh, he, of course, co-founded that with Harvard Business School professor Clayton M. Christensen before uh, he passed away. And uh, Mark is just such a, a great leadership strategic thinker. And uh, as we were talking about uh, one of the books that he's written, uh, Lead from the Future, we talked about uh, an army term, it's a, he always referred to it just as VUCA, V-U-C-A, which stands for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. So think about that in the context of the world that we live in. Volatile, definitely. Uncertain, for sure. Complex, absolutely. Ambiguous, that's where we are today. And so that VUCA moment, uh, when things are volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous, is the test of leadership in crisis. And so as we think about where we are and the leadership that we need in the country and around the world, uh, there are some great examples, uh, past and present, of people who've done that really well. In fact, they've been able to to flip the script and, and go from something that was vulnerable and uncertain and complex and ambiguous. Uh, they've gone to something that is stable, is certain, is simple, and is very straightforward. And the question is, can anybody do that today? So let's look at it historically. 
we know that the visionary leaders of the past, many of them uh, have uh, their fame etched in stone or their rep- reputation in the history book. Uh, someone like a Winston Churchill inspiring uh, the British during the worst of times in World War II, Nelson Mandela, uh, what he led uh, for the resistance uh, to apartheid. Uh, we have a whole number of, of visionaries, uh, FDR during the times of both the Depression and World War II. Uh, all of this uh, and all of these leaders, again, whether you agree with everything they did or not, there's no perfect leaders. Let's be really clear there. Uh, but this aspect of visionary thinking and leading that was critical. And they had this ability to galvanize people, mobilize people, and make them feel like they were part of the solution, which creates certainty, which creates confidence. And so as we think about that, um, you can even go back, uh, I always go back to Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, uh, which, by the way, was written in 1937 was the publication date on that. And it was interesting that uh, in 1937, uh, he said that the nation was coming out uh, of an economic crisis and that the world had changed. And again, think of this. This is 1937. Napoleon Hill said, we need people with vision who are going to give us new ideas, new literature, new marketing, new products, new opportunities. Uh, He even said we needed new radio (laughs) back in 1937. So even in 1937, uh, he had that kind of vision of what we needed to do different, and it's that we needed to look at things in a new way. And to me, we have far too many leaders today who aren't looking into the future to see what needs to be done. They're looking in the mirror and see what they need to stay in power or to stay in control or to stay in their current position at the top of a company. And I'm telling you, within an organization, when you have a leader uh, that is more focused on their own agenda or their own self-preservation, rather than having the vision and recognizing that they are a temporary steward of the organization or the state or the country, that's where things begin to unravel. And so we have to start looking at it from a little different perspective. And as voters, as citizens in our community, we have to look at leadership a little bit different. It's not about who can give the best soundbite. It shouldn't be about who has the most creative social media post. It isn't about who has the most appearances on cable news. What we have to get to is that we are looking for a different kind of leader in today's world, one that does have vision, that can can create certainty, that can create community and connection. Uh, and help us actually move everything forward. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that makes a difference. KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. 
Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.